everyone. This is the Flying Up podcast with Liam and Andrew. We're talking everything Essendon all season long. AFL, VFL, VFRW, wheelchair and eSports, I think it's called. So let's, let's go. Only a couple of let's hours. Let's Google it. <laughs> let's ping it. Every, um, <laughs> only a couple of hours since Essendon kicks off their season against the last year's runners-up, Adelaide. Um, talking about last season, they had a bad end. A promising season. Finished, made the, the finals for the first time since 2014 um, with a 12-10 record. They played Sydney at the SCG. Last time they played there, they were in front with a minute to go. Mm. Lost after the siren when Gary Ryan kicked the goal from the square. But this, 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 this one wasn't final, as close. No. This final, we were about a minute in and we choked. Uh, and the result was fairly decimating. I believe it was 121 to 58. 56. 56. Uh, and it was fairly, fairly disappointing. It was the worst possible situation playing the team we were probably weakest against in the place we played them weakest when we were weakest. And we had a lot of injuries. I know that is the classic excuse, but we really were probably in the worst possible conditions. And it was just bad luck the way the cards fell. But mm. nevertheless, seventh is still not a bad place to finish. No, especially uh, after coming last in um, 2016. Um, 16, exactly. And not having played finals since 2014. So that's mm. well, quite an exceptional result, really. Well, we actually haven't won a final since 2004. And since then, we've lost to Adelaide by 90 odd points mm. in 2009. Lost to Carlton in 2011 by, again, 90 odd points. Mm. We're in front by 30 points against North Melbourne and then lost by 30 points mm. in 2014. So we really haven't had a good luck in finals since 2004. No. Um, 2018 looks positive, but talking about 2016, ASN did lose a few players. Um, started off early in the fe- uh, started off in February last year using um, um, Yeast Eads, who just got delisted. But throughout the season, we got the retirees of um, James Kelly, Brett Stanton, Heath Hocking, uh, 2012 Premiership player Craig Burr got delisted, mm. Ben Howlett and Alex Morgan, and the the main one, um, former captain and Brownlow medalist Joe Watson. Mm. It was a fair shift to the to the team lineup. Although looking at this this uh, this game's lineup, we, at, at the current time of recording, we are just before the game tonight is about to start against Adelaide. But looking at tonight's lineup, it is not actually that different from the usual play. It seems that they're retaining a lot of the old players from uh, from from the last from previous seasons. The only, the only new faces are Devin Smith, Jake Stringer, and Adam Sard uh, that have been asked to uh, take on the task of downing the reigning yes. premiers. Assad, of course, uh, former Gold Coast player. Bulldogs. Uh, Bulldogs player. Really? I thought... Okay. No, oh, no, I think it was Stringer. Go on. Stringer, Stringer yeah, was the again. former Bulldogs. Assad yes. was the um, former yeah, Gold yes, Coast. Yes, Stringer yes. was a premiership player. Was the one of the few premiership players with uh, the Bulldogs yes. in the last 50 years. Uh, and so he's coming to us at a pretty good time. Uh, and Picked him up on the last day, I think. Um, yeah, Jake Stringer and um, Doggy's got pick 25 and pick 30. So mm. SN only had three picks in the national draft. Yeah, a lot uh, of people. A lot of people were talking about uh, uh, Matt D as well, who is not actually a new recruit, but has only played fifty games in his career and only played, I believe, thirty last year for Essendon. He debuted in two thousand and ten with Richmond, but struggled to get a game, uh, and has since then gone back to the VFL until he was re-recruited through Essendon. Was a, uh, he's the last remaining player of the Drug Saga? Yes. Yeah, so your yeah. top up players with Crowley, uh, Grimer. Stokes, Kelly, mm. and um, yeah, so I think they're the final remaining uh, player. He's a full back, so he's uh, gonna gonna have big shoes to fill. Yes, well, he f- well, we'll get to this a bit later when we talk about the um, the game. Mm. But they're having hookups who should be playing forward. Mm. But let's talk about Devin Smith. Um, fifty fifty plus, get nearly a hundred games for GWS. Wasn't the leadership group struggled? Did, did not play any of the um, the three finals GWS played in last year. So struggled to break into the best twenty two. Also a bit injury prone. Probably play for the midfield as well as forward. What do you take of um, Devin Smith? 
I think Devin Smith is. Um, I, th- I think he's got potential. I I think in, in a team that is this unchanged, um, it's going to be difficult for the new people to get a to get a look in. Um, uh, the position he plays as a follower is going to make it fairly difficult to. Uh, that that is also going to make it fairly hard for him to sort of gauge how good he is on one game. Um, but I think he's. Uh, I think. It is good to have that new blood in the team. A lot of the, I mean, the team is young. You can't, you can't forget that Essendon, as a team at the moment, is pretty much entirely young. We don't have any player. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we have anyone over the age of no, thirty. No. So to say that someone is new and someone is old is really not that much of a difference at the moment for mm. Essendon. And the the totally new recruits aren't really that different from the t- people who have only played one or two seasons. So I think, I assume, and you'd like to hope that they're all welcomed in uh, and and that they are given a chance, but. I, I I think as far as I'm not I don't know enough about Devin Smith to say that he will or won't do well, but he's I'm sure he'll mm. he'll do his best and would like to definitely keep his eye definitely keep our eyes on him. And the next player is Ahmed Saru from the Gold Coast. He bring a lot of yeah. dash off half back. Not something Essendon was lacking last year, but something you you know you never have enough dash. So no. um, he's pretty much not much to say about him. He was really good for Gold Coast again. The dash off half back kicked a great goal in the JLT game against um, Richmond. Mm. And the last one, the big one. The package himself. Stringer. Jakey Stringer. He is the package tied up in Stringer. Pretty much. Um, got rid of the terrible hairdo. Yes. He's kept the terrible tattoos. <laughs> but he, he came over in not the best circumstances for a player to leave a club. No. But um, he's at the Essendon now. Um, they're trying to get him to play through the midfield. I don't know if that's going to last. And if it mm. lasts, I don't know how good it's going to be. But he will play through the midfield. Um, he, do forget that he is an Australian forward, as well as a premiership player. He's only 24, so he's still very young. Mm. Um, There's a lot of hype around Stringer as well. I don't know if that's exactly, going to put too yeah. much pressure on him. Um, and particularly having come from the high standards of being a premiership player, it's, no, I wouldn't say a step backwards as such, but he's now got to sort of start again. Uh, coming to the midfield after traditionally being a forward is going to make it somewhat difficult for him to to, to adjust potentially. Yeah, but maybe a lot Although, of... Um, that's a new thing now. A lot of tall, big body midfielders mm. like Bont, um, Patrick Cripps, Fife. Mm. Um, it, is definitely easy, it is definitely easy to go from back or forward to mid than it is to go from mid to back or forward, you'd say, mm. though. And we'll go to the drafts as well. So Essendon um, didn't, get, didn't get an early draft pick at all. They were very, very late mm. in the draft. We really were relying on trades, I think. Yeah. Well, you got rid of yeah, most of your draft picks very early on. Uh, Essendon ended up getting... They got three draft picks... They got pick 49, pick 66, and pick 78. Um, pick 49, they got Jordan Holland from Stewart in the SANFL, mm. who is um, looks like a running midfielder with a nice vertical leap. Probably like most midfielders, he'll probably start off mm. in the half or flank or the back line. Yeah. Um, then you got Brandon Zerk Chacha. I think I said that correct. Probably not. <laughs> uh, he's from Stewart as well. Uh, 194, so he's a key position player. 71 kilos. So unlike another player from um, WA, no, South Australia, the Wendell Club, Darcy Fogarty, who is um, 194 and like 95 kilos. So he's, he's a bit of a skinnier lad. Yeah. Um, I'll probably see, you know, pick 66, the later you go in the draft, the, you know, the harder it looks for you to get a game, unless your name's Dane Swan and you end up yeah. winning your Brownlow. Yeah. But it was good to see him play. And the last one from the national draft was um. Max Jaff. 
God, why did Essen got a lot of people with weird names this year? <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, 186, another midfielder, again, probably start playing defender. And you got one rookie player, Trent Minot, um, from, from the Eastern Rangers in the TSC Cup. So you got a Victorian. Mm. So no, no need to worry about homesickness. And he's a 184, a light frame of 75 kilos. Of course, going to grow over time. So Essen got four players overall, well, seven players plus the three you got in the trade. Mm. So, good list heading, not much of a different list heading into the 2018 season. Mm. We have a pretty, um, we, we've got quite a few new people in the rucks as well. Other people that have been moved back as well, including uh, Luke Lavender and Sam Draper. Uh, also, Sean McKernan, uh, who I believe is a relatively new player, as is Lewenberger. We've got a, lot, a very, very young ruck team. Well, new to Essendon. New to Essendon, exactly, yes. Yeah. So, I suppose that'll be interesting to see how they go. But then that, that's the nature of rucks, isn't it? That they just rotate frequently. Hmm. Um, as well as your four line, you got the, the big three. I'll call it. You got um, Kyle Hooker, who is usually a defender up now, gonna again playing forward. Uh, big James Stewart from um, GWS, and the man, the myth, Joe Danaher, who um, is my tip for the common medal. Surely this year. Very, very stiff to miss out last year, but he's like, hey, wait, I'm a good forward. I'm gonna kick ten goals against Carlton. Yes. As as it seems to be the case a bit with Danaher, he usually has a slow first few matches which is really the only thing that stops him from winning the Coleman. If he'd had a better start to the season last year, he probably would have definitely won it. So I think that's the thing that he'll be looking to do this year is to kick it off. It, no pun intended. Yeah. It uh, all started up against... Area. It all started with the game against Melbourne where he kicked yeah. two... Uh, he kicked like one goal seven. Yeah. And I think Gary Lyon or someone said on radio that he's not going to be a star. And I don't think... I think he... Minus I think the next few games he barely missed. Mm, yeah, he was he was incredible. It just seems to, it seems to switch it on even during get matches. You know, it's that Danaher seems to be, you know, can either can either kick ten goals and then not kick another one for the rest of the match or vice versa. He's incredibly uh, incredibly skilled in the way that he can do that. Or oh, well, hot and cold, I suppose some would say. But um, but that is uh, that I I think it, he's almost definitely a shot again. No, again, no pun intended. At the uh, at the at the Coleman this year, mm. disappointed not to win it. Yes, and also uh, in the forward we have uh, Begley and Stewart. Do you know much about Begley? Uh, Begley, yeah, um, I know he was a defender at one point. Yeah, um, vice captain in 2016. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely Begley. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when the whole drug saga happened, and yeah, James who I mentioned from GWS mm. was um, son of a former Coleman player. Um, got a good start at GWS, but then Rory Lobo overtook him. Mm. Um, also, GWS had players like Cam McCarthy as well playing that spot, and now um, Perryman. So he was very lacking opportunity. I think he played one game in 2016 before he headed off to Essendon. Mm. So it wasn't really a you know, homesickness thing that he went home. It was more of a lack of opportunity. Yeah, Stuart was a bit like the, uh, the, the stringer of 2017, wasn't he? He was sort of the, the, the recruit that they picked up from a successful other club that kind of came down here trying to create new opportunities, and hopefully Stringer can do what uh, what... What Stuart did. Yeah, pretty well, hopefully, yeah. And he, I don't think he barely, he didn't get dropped. I knew that. He didn't get dropped. Mm. He played very well, um, James Stewart, getting Essendon to the, well, one of the players got Essendon to the finals. Um, the main play, two players we'll talk about um, is the All-Australian in Zach Merritt, who mm. led by example last um, in 2016 um, when the whole half the Essendon team was out. But he was fantastic. Mm. And many people were saying that he could have been captain, and I think he still has that leadership quality that makes him such yeah, a great I th- player. I think he might be next in line. Mm. Um, and he did captain. I think he's the second youngest now, behind Bont as the youngest player to captain the team, yeah. which um, Essence, I think, only their third win in 2016 against Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, him and Bagley have that fantastic malleable quality that mm. means that they can play almost any position, that they seem to be almost there, always there when the ball, is, the ball hits the ground. 
they are incredibly responsive, incredibly uh, good at reading the play and finding finding other players to pass the ball on to. And quite selfless players in many ways as well, Merritt and Bagley. Yeah. Go on, Zoe. And um, the last one, we'll talk about him in more detail, is Captain um, Dyson Heppel. He's in his second season. Mm. Um, I think everyone knew he would be captain since, day, since yeah. he joined the club. Yeah. Um, and he, th- he did an exceptional job as captain last year. Exceptional job? I think he was good. I put him on the same level as um, Nathan Fife. I feel like they were on the same level as captaincy last year. Mm-hmm. They were good, but they still got. They're not up there with the Salwoods or Hodges as the great captains. Still well, got way long way to go for that. Well, I think Stalwood is just to become a Stalwood. You need to be there for a while, and because this is mm-hmm. only his second year as captain, he just doesn't have the time behind him. I think people look up to people like Hodge and former captains, and your and your and even your, your Joe Watsons. Who, are, who have been sort of natural captains because they've just been there so long. They're kind of almost like institutions. I think Heppel could become an institution. It just needs to take the he's time. He's 25, so he's quite young. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Give him another three, mm. four years and he'll be, he'll be a, like I say, a stalwart. But um, at the moment, I think he's got everything, all the skills, all the quality and all the, all, the, all, the, um, all the backing that he needs to be to be a captain. And mm. the fact that he led, led I, I think this, the fact that we did have a relatively successful season last year is largely down to him. So I really do think it is just that... that Aging now, his skills to age into stalwartness. I agree, um, but also looking at Dyson Apple, you got to you know you think of captain moments and um, prime example of a good captain moment was back in 2015 against um, Hawthorne in the semi-finals. I know Doggy's gone on a they were dominating all over the field, mm-hmm. but Hawthorne was dominating on the scoreboard and it was um, Easternwood who was the captain at the time and yeah. now now current captain. Um, I was really excited, so I hit my microphone. Um, yeah, captain, captain at the time now, but yeah, captain, um, standing captain then, kicked the goal and really set the pace. And then the year before in the grand final, Shannon Hearn had a chance to do the same thing for West Coast, mm. but missed. And um, not just goals, and you know a lot of things. I know Fife um, at the end of last year really stepped up. Mm. Hapel, I don't think ever took a next step. Mm. Don't know what you think about that, but I don't think you know. I know, right. like I said, towards the end of the year, even though Fremantle lost most of the games, Fife took an extra step. Um, Dane Dane Beams took an extra step as his first captain, first year's captain of um, Brisbane. Uh, Stephen May has previously been a fantastic leader of the Gold Coast Suns. All because so many new captains yeah. last year. It's interesting though. You've named three coaches from sort of fairly failing clubs. Um, well, not necessarily failing, but weaker, lower, lower clubs. The fact that Heppel is kind of just riding Essendon, the success of the and the development of the younger players, I think is fine. I I, I agree that he perhaps hasn't he, he doesn't have, hasn't any of those kind of heroic moments yet, and he hasn't done anything really maybe inspiring. But I think that's just an opportunity that hasn't come up. And again, I think because once once time comes around, and I wouldn't say that Nathan Fife he's done a good he's done a great job as captain as well, but I don't think he's done any better than Dyson Heppel. I think that he's um, I think I think it, 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 if the club is doing fine, if it's rising, if it's got Problems. The captain is really only there just to lead and inspire and direct the play during the game. He's not really there to change individual players' games and, and the overall style of the, the, the way that each club plays Aussie rules. So I don't. I think that I think there's a lot of pressure put on captains. And the fact that Dyson Heppel didn't didn't firstly that he didn't let his players crumble when they had a, a first a, a sort of dodgy few games in the middle of the season last year, and also just the fact that. He's always at the front. He's always doing. He's always doing media releases, media related things. He's always. He's always in the public eye. He makes himself come across as a nice person and and really quite sort of warm and 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 encouraging. I think is perhaps the word I'm after. I think that is is ultimately more important than doing anything sort of 
uh, than being a martyr, than leading leading the team leading the team into the trenches. I wouldn't say he does that, but again, there hasn't been any need to. They've been doing well. They've been slowly rising, and I think he's done as much as he can to increase that. Yeah, that's it's hard to argue. Um, before we get into our next topic, question time. This is my Essendon history fact or quiz. Nice. Round one, eighteen ninety seven. So you're probably what five? Yeah. <laughs> oh, twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. 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 Um, and you were one hundred and seven. Yeah. Yep. I, I go down in age. Say hello to Napoleon for me. I will. Mm. I'll go down into that short level. <laughs> sure. Um, Essendon. Who do they play their f- the first ever game against? Since it's round one, we're celebrating the opening round. Eighteen ninety seven. Was it Geelong? Yes. Yeah. Did Essendon win or lose? We. I've got a feeling we lost. No. No, we won. Because we were pretty successful those first years. We were probably the most successful early club. Really. Um, you won in eighty seven. We won in eighty seven. No, ninety seven. Yeah. Ninety seven. Lost in ninety eight. Anyone just joining now that we're talking about the eighteen hundreds or the nineteen hundreds? Yeah, we're, yeah. What lost in eighty? Won in eighty seven. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Lost in ninety eight. Ninety eight. And then um, didn't in play in ninety nine. Didn't play in um, nine nineteen hundred. Yeah, nineteen hundred. Defeated Collingwood in nineteen oh one. Lost in nineteen oh two. And then didn't win one again. To also oh, you played um, Carlton. Again. Again in nineteen oh seven, nineteen oh eight. Yep. And then you didn't yeah, then we won again until nineteen eleven. Nice. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. That fun series of facts there. Um, let's kick straight off now. So AFL is not the only team Essendon has this year. That we have four teams. We've got like of course the AFL. Mm-hmm. We've got the VFL, which will um, there's really no big signings in the VFL for us to really get into. There's no ex-football players there. No. All we're going to know is that Dyson Heaven's brother still plays for the VFL reserve team. Um, unlucky to make the grand final last year in the VFL. Mm. Um, just lost to Richmond, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. I was actually in China, so I'm not <laughs> fully into that. Brag. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I was actually in India doing some scouting for us and, you know, for the future game they want to play in India, the four teams. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, the VFLW, so they don't have an AFLW team. We failed in our bid to get a team for the 2020. And haven't signed a big name yet. I know recently Hawthorne signed Sarah Perkins from Adelaide for their mm. VFLW team. Uh, first ever wheelchair um, wheelchair football league. Mm. Essendon, St Kilda, Collingwood and Hawthorne, I think, it all have a team. Mm. So that's four. As well as eSports, which is electronic sporting competitions along with teams like Gold Coast, Wellington Phoenix. Yeah. I think Central Coast Mounters, Adelaide Crows. So that's five. And maybe, maybe, Mm. um, Essendon, Hawthorne, and Freeman, or three teams to put a bid in for the NBL, to have an NBL team in the future. Uh, Basketball? Yep. That that was an idea that's been tossed around for years. Yeah. Mm. Well, since Collingwood and JBS now have a netball team. Netball teams, yeah, naturally. You know, a basketball team probably wouldn't be a long shot. It almost makes sense for them to have a netball team instead of a particularly as they, they, Yeah. yeah. Turn, turn the netball league into a, an AFL ripoff. <laughs> so, uh, AFL, mm. uh, netball, uh, near AFL ball. Mm. Um, so Essendon's come a long way from playing for the Bendigo Bombers. Mm. Now they're playing at um, the Town Marine Airport. Mm. Um, so no longer Windy Hill. The fact that we were semi-finalists last year is a fair testimony to the skill of the VFL and the fact that um, the VFL is still, is, you know, that the VFL team is still very loaded with good players. I mean, it's, it's interesting, The fa- part of the reason why... Um, I guess this is something that happens to all the teams is that everyone's in the same boat. But when it comes to the VFL, the AFL teams bring their best players in. And so the VFL really does get left with the sort of the secondary players. Um, and, the, and, and the fact that Essendon still had that, I think that's also a testimony to how 
to how even the gradient of quality and the and the, the this experience and skills of the teams of the the AFL of Essendon Football Club is at the moment. The fact that our VFL team and AFL team are almost interchangeable in many ways, and ultimately more successful. The VFL is ultimately more successful than the AFL team, certainly in the last few years. And the support behind it last year was huge. They, I think, because Essendon got eliminated so early in the finals, a lot of people jumped on the AFL, the Essendon VFL bandwagon, and uh, were were sort of were, became huge fans of that uh, game. I think they played Williamstown and lost, but they, the game against Box Hill when they were 30 points down at half-time and came back to win was incredible. And I think that sort of gave people hope, not just for the Essendon VFL team, but also the AFL team. Did you watch any of the VFL finals last year? Um, I did watch clips of the grand final, but that's mm. about it. Yeah. Um, talking about Essendon, then next year as well with the rumoured reserve um, league coming in, Yeah. could be de- detrimental. And this is more of a football conversation now than Essendon conversation. Um with the talk of a preseason draft, would you like to see, so instead of um, having 10 players in the VFL um, or the Reserves yeah. League from just an Essendon list, everyone in the Reserve is an Essendon listed player and Essendon mm. can just pick any. But unlike a contracted player, once the season's done, they either choose to pick them up on their senior list. So they're like, just say a category like, um, C rookie yeah, and a category okay. B is more international players. Yeah. All players come from another code. So category C rookie, so someone from your reserves list. So we'll just say, um, Darcy Heppen's brother, mm. you know, I think he's a midfielder, so just say for some reason no team's gonna lack a midfielder, but mm. just say Essence lacking midfielder, they can go to their VFL team or the reserves team, pick up Heppel's brother, Aaron Heppel his name is, mm. and play him and then at the end of the year they'll be like, Cool, we wanna draft you so instead of going from a C grade C grade rookie he'll go to a listed a player list or a rookie player. player. Yeah. I don't know if you think that's a good idea or a stupid idea or I think it, I think I don't know how much it'll affect the actual running of the game as as it is now. It's more it's more a ruckman um, yeah. issue than anything else. Yeah, for players that are constantly on rotation, mm. it's going to be tricky. Yeah, because it makes it a bit less less flexible, flexible, uh, and it is of course going to change the way we do the draft and the way we do trades and and the end of year sort of the player exchange. That's going to add complications to that as well. But I I think I mean I. I again, Essence Essence players are so young. We've got so many newish people in the team that. I don't. I think there is the difference between the reserve, the AFL, and the VFL teams at Essendon at the moment. They're probably more fluid than they've ever been, in many ways. And and I, I don't. Yeah. So I think it's probably not going to affect Essendon as much. But I can certainly see why that might be an issue for the for the running of some clubs, particularly some clubs that have huge bodies of strong players that are sort of on the mm. verge of retirement. That might be helpful for them. Yes. So we're only a couple of hours away to the big game, Adelaide Crows. Versus Essendon. Yes. Um, it, it's it's not as simple as just the premiership team beating, playing well, against team. the seventh team. The runner, oh, yes, of course, the runner-up. Sorry. It's still so taking a while. Premier, it's still yeah. taking a while. It's going to take a while for me to get used to the idea that Richmond won a flag. Um, but the idea <laughs> that the, pre, the runner-up team playing the seventh team, it's not quite as simple as that. I think there'll be, it's going to be a lot closer. And the Hawthorne first-round match last year showed that. Well, that, was, in, that was a big upset. Everyone, yeah. Um, Hawthorne came off what? Coming out straight said, so they still had the aura about them doing the three Peters coming up against Essendon. Yeah, Essendon absolutely wiped the floor of them. And talking about the Richmond thing, can't you wait to watch um, Richmond versus Bulldogs, the last two premiers playing off against each other? Yes, that'll be fun. Isn't that isn't that a weird thing to say? Yes, yeah. That, if you said that in 2012, boy, I can't wait to see as Richmond and uh, Richmond and the Bulldogs, the last two premiership winners, play each other. People would have thought you were mad. Now it just seems anything goes. But I think well, against. I've, 
There's a few teams: Gold yeah. Coast, Fremantle, <laughs> goes, except St Kilda, us. Melbourne. Yeah, all those teams are still yeah, yeah, pushed to the not, side. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not. They're not. Mm. They're not. There's still no hope. But, but um, so we'll go through the teams right now. I'm starting off in the back line. You got Matthew D, Michael Hurley, Michael Harley. So the M's, the M squad down there at the back line. Nice, nice. Replacing the H's. Yes. In the in the halfback, you've got Saad, Brown, and Goddard. Bit of a mix of the old and new. Saad, Brown, Goddard. Kind of <laughs> Sounds like a song, nice, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said you got. David Zarakis, Zach Merritt, and Darcy Parrish. So nice looking, nice. Mm. Zach, um, Darcy Parrish in his third season. Um, David Zarakis is a now mature player. Zach Merritt, um, all Australian, coming off an all Australian season. Um, best and fairest the season before. Mm. That is a strong. That's a strong core there. Yeah, yeah. Playing on the wing. Hopefully, um, we control the, the centre better than we have in previous mm, years. Yeah, especially having Goddard probably run through the Goddard play running through the wing, um, mm. the middle as well would be a good look for you. I'm also particularly interested in the half forward, which is Stringer, Hooker, and McDonald, Tip, and Woody. Uh, probably three, some of the best players in the entire team, I think. So, so it's interesting. Yes, yeah, so Stringer's not playing in the mid, well, not starting in the midfield. He yeah. might even, probably get a run through the midfield. Um, interesting that um, two of the, two of the three there start off at half back. Yeah, yeah. Carl Hooker was you know a backman, and Anthony McDonald, Tip, Woody, Tip, Woody, Tip, Shuddy, Tip, Cuddy. Yeah, was a backman. Yeah. Noah Rousey, Fantasia, he's out with an injury, probably for the first, I think, four rounds. Yeah. So BT won't get you know. <laughs> He's string out so Fantasia. We'll be saved that fixed. pleasure this week. I'm um, in your full forward line. You got Josh Bagley again. Another Bagley. 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 Bagley to the Bagley. Bagley. Uh, it's weird that they yeah, is I that know. the cheese? I think so. I think. Yeah. And after that, we've got Stilton in forward <laughs> and Camembert back. No, I think it's um yeah Bagley and Bagley. It's quite a weird coincidence. That's in, fold, oh, that's in um, forward. Joe Arnott's Arnott's biscuits. Yeah, nice. Good, <laughs> good on him. No, but yeah, Josh Bagley, um, another backman. Joe Danaher. And James Stewart. So you're going with the classic. Um, I know you usually. What team does this? I know Essen does this. GWS mm. used to. I think they still do. Frio does this. Um, Carlton did not do this last night. The three tolls in the forward line. Yeah. Um, the only the biggest issue with the forward line I look at is there's no third toll. No. Um, you look at teams like I'll give you an example. I'll give Fremantle for an example. Um, yeah, they have a um, third toll. Yeah. So a 91, 191 centimetre. All three of your forwards are tall forwards. Mm, yeah. But at the same time, you don't want nothing but full, tall forwards because mm. otherwise, I mean, generally tall, tall equals slow. And one yeah. of the biggest problems we've had in previous years is the forwards not having a chance to properly score because they keep getting run down. So some fast people in the forward would be would be preferable. You've got Dana Hu, who's quite probably the tallest player in the in the team. Yeah, 200 centimetres. Big lad. Yeah. Big um, lad. The followers, as we said before, Bell, Chambers, Heppel and Smith. You can't really go wrong with that. No, Smith very, is probably very the least experienced. Very good core midfield there. That's uh, mm. good to look at. And then we interchange. Andrew McGrath, interesting to see if he's going to continue playing off cross half back or just like um, Dyson Heppel did mm. in his second season, play go into the midfield. Um, the Before he heads off to Gold Coast for the Commonwealth game, for the diving, Josh Green. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, a, he's an Essendon footballer first, Commonwealth medal, gold medal, Commonwealth yeah. Games gold medal winner second, surely. <laughs> yeah. I uh, hope he doesn't compel those. I hope he doesn't get those two sports mixed up because otherwise he'll, he'll not be a very good. No. Kyle Langford right. and Connor McKenna. 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 Is Connor McKenna? Irish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Connor McKenna. The guy you who no one can understand. Yes. Um, the guy that no one can understand. <laughs> I, I understand half what he said. Uh, um, if you could ever play the clip one day on the show, I could, I could quote what he said <laughs> word for word. We could do a segment, Translate mm. McKenna. Um, and then on the the emergencies, we've got Merritt, 
Merritt? Perrin, uh, yeah, interesting to see. Oh, so, sorry, so we've got Jay Merritt. Yeah, um, the, the older brother. Totally, so for a second I thought it was Zach Merritt. I thought it was a bizarre occurrence. Yeah, we've got Jay Merritt, Redmond, Bagley, and McKernan. Uh, uh, Bagley's probably the most odd person to keep in the to keep in the emergency, but um, well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I'd, I'd, Bagley, as I was saying before, him and him and uh, Merritt are sort of the two uh, all all rounders that we sort of have, we kind of have relied on in previous games. So it'll be interesting to see how they mm. why they decided to put him on the emergency bench. It's gonna be interesting. I don't get the new four. The four emergency plays is I don't understand. Yeah. Like yeah. I still, I think I still think I know. Ah, oh, sorry. Well, um, for most Victorian clubs, they don't travel as much in state. But for in state clubs, they don't um, have only one player travels still. Yeah. So I find that really confusing. Um, a player I want a big year from, and I want to ask you this well. Mm-hmm. A big year for a player who's not playing is um Jake Long. Yeah. Kicked yeah. one goal against um Geelong. Played a bit in twenty sixteen. Didn't play at all in twenty seventeen. The mm. son of Michael Long. Mm. It's gonna be very interesting to see how he goes. It's definitely a make or break year for him this year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they'll probably bring him in after they've sort of given some of the new people mm. a bit of a go. But I'm surprised. Yeah, I, 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 he's still probably not quite experienced enough to, to, um, to be in the, the full team. But I'm, to be a listed player, but I'm surprised they haven't put him in the emergency of the reserves. But like the other, that's the other thing about having such a huge, huge body of players to choose from is there's so many good players out there, heaps of fantastic young players in the in the in the Essendon bank. That we just don't have places for all of them, but I'd like to say I would be. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm really just to see how Jake Long yes. does it. So this game is at Dockland Stadium at 7:50 p.m. Dockland is that he had on using old school terms here. Yeah, yeah. So another one um game against LA since 2014. Mm. Interesting. So it, it 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 doesn't feel like it's been that long, but then again, Essendon Adelaide have been such a strong team over the last few years. Well, yeah. Ever, well, ever since you defeated them in 2015 and they played final 2016, 17, they actually made the grand final in. We're unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, so have you looked at that sort of fixture at all? I haven't had a bit of a look at it. No. I, I don't know whether it's a harbour or easy. I mean, it's sort of... I think, we could get in, I think it's lucky we're getting our, our, our runner-up premier in the, um, in the first round because that's the team we play. That's when we play the best. Uh, people say that that's kind of throwing us in the deep end a little bit, but at the same time, I think it's also when they're the most exhausted team because mm. they're the ones who played the most recently. And also... We generally do play fantastic in the first round, so I'm actually kind of relieved about that. I'd rather play them than play Gold Coast in the first round than than uh, Richmond in the second round. We've got a fair. We've got our sort of surf of most of the most of the good teams. Let's look at the end of the season when we start to play teams a second time, and we do actually play Richmond twice, I believe, which is going to be interesting. So that's 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 probably the well, only the thing first that makes it difficult. That's our, that's the only disadvantage to this um, to this feature, I'd say. Well, the first five games we've got um, playing Adelaide at Docklands, playing Fremantle at um, Optus Stadium, the Doggies at Docklands, Port Adelaide at Docklands, and Collingwood at the MCG in the Anzac Day Clash. So five winnable games, especially if we um, we can get over Adelaide tonight. That's five winnable games. Yeah. Um, we don't know what the dog is going to do. We're not going to know what Freo's going to do. We're not going to know what Port Adelaide's going to do this year. Yeah. And after that, we've got Melbourne, Hawthorne, Carlton, Geelong, GWS, Richmond, Brisbane, West Coast, North, Collingwood, Gold Coast, Fremantle, Sydney, Hawthorne, St Kilda, Richmond and Port Adelaide to end the season. You know the best thing? We don't play Sydney in Sydney. <laughs> that is music that is. to my ears. That is <laughs> such a relief. Yes. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be a good thing. Unless we inevitably when we get to the uh, finals. Just, just don't we'll make sure we don't let um, Brendan Goddard kick out. Yeah, for the yeah, to go yeah. In the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was a must there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so before we go, predictions. I think tonight, 
predictions. Oh, we'll do tonight just, and the season then. Okay, Why not? fair enough. And just in general, players and stuff. Well, I think tonight, I think tonight we've got a fair chance of winning. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. But I also, at the same time, wouldn't be afraid to bet money on them winning. Um, I, I think I think the trick with tonight is going to be to just sort of harness that that energy that we have, the momentum that we seem to spur on in the first the first um, the first round. Uh, we also have a lot of we kind of I think I think because Essen's fan base is so huge at the moment, there seems to be a lot of energy and and um, electricity to the first round because there's been so much anticipation. So that I think is very, one of the reasons why we play so well. Yeah, I think we've got a good chance. And in terms of where we'll finish on the predictions for the ladder, and saying this now, you can take this as a sound bite so that we can use it as a prediction to show how right or wrong we were in 12 months' time, in eight months' time. But I think that um, I, I think that we're probably going to finish fourth this year. It's funny, actually. It's such a close season. And Essen's the main team. Uh, you look at one prediction, it has Essen, and I think some tipped Essen to win the flag. Next mm. person position has Essendon missing the eight altogether. Yeah. It is a fascinating season. It's going to be great. Mm. I, ha- I have Essendon. I have Essendon. They should challenge for the top four. I don't think yeah. we... If we don't make the top four, I'm not surprised, but I think we should challenge for the top four. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's a pretty good assumption. Mm. But at the same time, it's kind of a bit defeatist not to not to assume you're going to win the flag. I mean, like, it's fair... We're definitely outsiders. I think there's a lot of teams that probably have better chances to win the premiership, but at the same time, every single team can win it. The fa- And the last few years have been revolutionary in the way that they've shown any team can win. There was an absolutely no one thought the, the Bullies would win at the start of 2016. No one thought that Richmond would win at the start of last... Well, not not the general public did, thought that Richmond would win at the start of last year. It really could be anyone's game. Essendon's due for another premiership. We haven't won one since 2000. So, you know, it's... it's I, I really... I, I don't think... I don't And I don't think it's a good, healthy mentality to go into it saying, oh, we're, you know, we'd be lucky if we finish fourth. We'd be lucky if we won. We're here to, we're You're here in to win. To, yeah, so I hate I win. hate um, you listen to all the radio shows and like, oh, I think Richmond can go back to back. Well, yeah, they're in it. Yeah, the, yeah. It was the prelim final. They defeated Geelong in the prelim final. And, so, and I saw this on Twitter. Um, oh, I think it's time we start taking Richmond seriously. Yeah. The, sorry, they in the qualifying final. Yeah. So they were one game away from a grand final. So I was like, oh, I think it's time we start taking Richmond seriously. I took Richmond seriously last year when yeah. they were in the top four for the majority of the season. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And when they beat teams like, like Hawthorne comfortably. They were a game, so they went through that um, period of the four. Four losses by under a goal. One of those wins, they would have finished first. Yeah, yeah. Really, so they should have won all those games. They should have been first by a couple of games. Yeah. So, that, oh, so Essendon are in it to win it. Um, I think, you know, you've done it 16 times. Why not do it in 17th? It's pretty yeah. simple. It's simple as that. It's simple mathematics. Yes, um, we'll come back next week and we'll review round one. We'll preview the start of the VFL season. Mm-hmm. Look at the VFLW season. We'll uh, more in depth, in more in depth detail of the AFL wheelchair. Only a little bit of information today. The more we know, the more we'll let everyone else know. This is the Flying Out Podcast with Liam and Andrew. Thank you for being on, Andrew. Thanks for listening. Thank you for having me, Liam. We look forward to next week. We'll see you then.